0: Hey, Boo! It's me, Dress Willis. Guys, I hope everyone is doing well. i still recording from home. Um, and today we have a total dream guest on the show, Karen Kilgareth, who many people know from My Favorite Murder or the other podcast, Do You Need a Ride, with former podcast guest Chris Fairbanks. Uh, I think Karen is just the coolest person, and she's also an incredible comedian and writer and tweeter and um it she's just she's so cool and i'm sure you guys all listen to do you need a ride because it's just the coolest podcast and uh if you're new to the show or if you're just you know looking for something to do in your uh, current you know quarantine you could go listen to we have so many um episodes we have all of our episodes still up right now so you can listen to some of our great interviews with people like cassandra peterson aka elvira mistress of the dark we've got our bridget marquard episode is so fun we've got um oh my gosh billy lee from vanderpump rules and uh the sex ghost that she encountered so many episodes so go check them out guys you know i love to read ghost stories from you all so i I checked my email, Roz at gmail.com, and I just saw this one from Sarah. She says, My sister and I were talking about how much we love your show, and we started trading ghost stories and found a crazy coincidence we never knew about. We both shared the same spooky experience at different times but around the same age in the old house we grew up in. Without you, we would have never realized we... Uh, We would have never had this realization, so we wanted to send it to you. Ah, thank you. See, that's what I do for families. Just kidding. Um, We grew up in a house that wasn't particularly haunted, although it had a strange vibe at times, the basement in particular. But we'll get to that. Rachel and I discovered, however, that we both experienced the same strange sensation around the age of 12. We're three years apart. For me, it happened when I had just woken up and was laying in my bunk bed with my back turned to the wall. I distinctly felt someone or something place a hand on my back. Now, no one could have done it because, again, I was in a bunk bed with my back facing the wall. It was startling at first, but then strangely comforting. I remember feeling a sense of calm and peace, almost like someone was letting me know things were going to be okay. It was brief, but strange. And for Rachel, this hand sensation happened very similarly. She was around 12 years old and trying to fall asleep in another bedroom when she felt the hand on her back. She looked around and saw nothing there. At first, she was frightened, but then felt like the hand was there to comfort and protect her. The sensation went away after a few moments, and she was able to fall asleep. Rachel also had another ghostly experience when she was around seven years old. She was looking for something in our basement, which definitely gave off creepy vibes. When she turned the corner and saw two men crouched and hiding next to the file cabinet crouched. Uh, Speaking of file cabinet, I I love to read those uh, like articles on random websites, Buzzfeed, or I'm not really sure which different like blog type websites where it's like, here's some things that children these days will never know about filing cabinets. We can, we can file that into that category. I guess you don't really need them anymore. Okay. So back to the story. The men, uh, Ugh, the men that were crouched, were wearing clothes like they were from the 1920s. As soon as she saw them, she ran away and sprinted downstairs. She wanted to tell her mom, but figured that she wouldn't believe her. Eventually, she convinced herself that they weren't real, but still remembers that odd experience to this day. Didn't this start by saying your house wasn't particularly haunted? I would say crouching 1920s ghosts behind a filing cabinet and phantom hands in the middle of the night is... Are you guys the kind of people that, like, there's blood dripping from the walls and you're like, wait a minute, I didn't put blood on this wall? Your house was haunted, girl. But (laughs) thank you, uh, Sarah, for sending me that. That was really creepy. Um, But my guest today, Karen, also had an experience with a visitor from the other side while she was sleeping. So let's go into it. I'm so excited. Here she is, my favorite Karen Kilgareth on with the show Oh my God Karen hi, hi. How have you been?
1: I'm good I, you know as good as who everyone else I guess um, I
0: know how, what what are you doing like in this quarantine time? like how are you like staying sane?
1: I'm afraid to say um, because I'm I like. I really am going into a deep kind of trying to be Zen and work my shit out because I realize this is a chance I'll never have again where everything is stopped and it's not me quitting. It's not me saying, I'm not going to do these things anymore. It's just like, it's like an act of God, you know what I mean? Where there's nothing, anyone like it's that helplessness. So instead of, uh, I guess fighting it or, freaking out. And, and this is absolutely an answer of complete privilege because I don't have to freak out. Um, whereas four years ago, I don't know what I would be doing. I just have this gratitude every day of, uh, you know, I'm in a business that can continue, which I just, it's so lucky. It's like, it's just so lucky. I I,
0: know. I'm I'm so grateful that we can still podcast
1: for real. I mean, it's very, uh, it's like that part's therapeutic too. Cause then at least there's structure and, you know, there's like something to do and you have a schedule and stuff, which I really, I don't know. I just have like kind of that gratitude. I'm trying to make a choice of gratitude focus because it's so easy with this. It just feels so humongous that I feel like I could freak myself out and really kind of leave the planet in a way if I didn't have something to focus on. So I feel lucky that I do,
0: I guess. Yes, that is great. I, <laughs> I feel the same way. Gratitude. We're so lucky that we get to um, sit here and talk about ghosts.
1: <laughs> My favorite Which- <laughs>
0: topic. Well, okay. I feel like when you come to Los Angeles and you enter showbiz, one of the things that people tell you is Kanko has the best ghost story. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like as long as I've had this podcast, everyone has always been like, you have to get Karen. She has the ghost story. I don't know how everyone knows this, but everyone knows it.
1: I mean, I've definitely told it as many times as people would allow I mean, I, I'm one of those kind of people. I think I actually have about eight good stories, but I'm on podca- podcasts nonstop, so I just repeat them constantly. So it's it's been a real. I've just really been, been on a a mission to get this story out any way, shape, or form. <laughs>
0: have you told that on? Do you need a ride? I feel like I I can't even recall hearing it there.
1: I don't. Maybe that's the one. I'm saving it for our 500th episode or something.
0: <laughs> <It's like laughs> well, because I. From tuning in, I heard um, Chris tell that he was living in a haunted house and then I had him come on the show and he told the full length story, (laughs) which we still, I I still am not sure, but I think the ghost might still be there. In the house? I think. Yeah, I don't. I actually just heard him. I was listening to one of your maybe your most recent, and I. He, I don't know if he was joking, but he was like, "I think the ghost is back."
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. In his current apartment, that's right. For some reason, I was picturing it was like childhood or something. Um, <laughs> it shows how much I'm listening on our own podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he, he does. But also, it's a really old apartment building from what he's told me and it's, mm-hmm. it always makes me think of that thing of like i don't know if you got those pipes checked you might get the answer to this
0: um, <laughs> well do you believe in all this like are you are you skeptical in that way
1: i no i believe you know what it is it's not like i believe in the exact idea of like a specter floating down the hallway at you mm-hmm. i just I just know my own experience and then I believe, I feel like I know when people are telling a story and it's believable. Like experiences, I think it's very ego, it's very, um, yeah, I don't know if egotistical is the right word, but it's, or maybe it's just crazy to think that you know everything that's going on in this natural world. So like, why would you not believe it if someone said, whatever their experience was cuz like this experience that I had it's firsthand so it's not like oh my dad saw this thing when he was whatever it's like it happened to me it very specific experience and i so if if i know mine was real then when other people tell us their stories it's like yeah that seems real too like
0: is that yeah, how you felt before this happened
1: you know i've always been a really open person um i really like cryptozoology and the unexplained, I like any of that, like, uh, kind of w- any weird, like, can you believe this? Or have you ever heard of this type of weirdness? You know what I mean? So like, totally. I don't want to go, yeah, they found skeletons of giants in Wisconsin or whatever. It's like, even if they go, like, oh no, here's the explanation for that. In that moment, I'm still like, there. Were, it's possible that, it, it, you know, like in the In the Mesozoic era, or whatever, I don't know what those eras actually are, but long ago, there could have been giants roaming this land. We don't know. We don't know how I...
0: Yeah, the giant era.
1: (laughs) You remember. Yeah, back when everything was giant. Everything was huge, and dinosaurs, and... No, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like I'm not a scientist, and I didn't go to college, so if people present me with a story, I'll entertain it, because it seemed interesting, and... Po- everything seems a little bit possible to me. I guess.
0: But it's like when are we going to have answers like with ghosts? It's that's the annoying part. It's like how are they ever going to like catch a ghost? Or like how are we <laughs> going to know this stuff? Until then it's just like evidence. Like it's yeah. just good stories that we, you know, we take things from, and then we just kind of come to a conclusion, I guess.
1: True. Well, because it's that. I think it's that kind of TV mentality where it has to have an ending or a proof or a Scooby-Doo unmask. It's the mayor. You know what I mean? Whereas it's like, I think in real life, oftentimes it's like, Oh, I just had this weird experience and I can't explain it. And I don't have proof. Anyway, right. like, doesn't mean it didn't happen, but But I think people are also very afraid of the unknown. And so that's when, in my opinion, some people are skeptics merely because they just don't like that idea at all and they need to shut it down. Of like, there's no no way something's happening that's beyond my understanding or, uh, you know,
0: whatever. Well, that's what I like, I struggle with like, I am terrified of ghosts, even though I'm obsessed with hearing about them, (laughs) but. I'm like should I be or should I be like how are how do you feel are you are you still scared of ghosts
1: No I mean no I would I guess it would just be I'm not like walking <laughs> like walking around scared of ghosts but like if somebody said we I got you a weekend at the at at this haunted hotel let's go stay in room 666 or whatever, you know <laughs> <content> <laughs>
0: well, that's <room>. never good.
1: <laughs> Yeah, um get your context clues and get out of there But I would do it, but I absolutely would be freaked out doing it So it was yeah. like, I was in a place where it's like come to this mental hospital That was abandoned and they tortured people there because there's these things happen there Why wouldn't I I see that as totally possible because it just feels like, yeah, if people were tortured in a spot, that seems to be the pattern, right? Or something bad happened, so there's energy there, or whatever people have tried to explain it as. It all seems a little bit plausible to me.
0: Well, I just I think that there's just some buildings that just attract bad energy. I don't even know why. Like, there's just like, um, I mean, the, an example I always think about is the Cecil Hotel. Mm like that's one of those places that's just like decade after decade there was bad vibes going on. Yes. And so like, how do you explain that? I mean, I guess there are ways you can explain it geographically or, or whatever, but, um, but yeah, I think that that's a thing.
1: It's, it's that combined with, I think it's a human, a very human um, habit to, especially like, so for example, uh elisa lamb who is that girl who ended up dying in the water, water cistern at the cecil hotel and the mm-hmm. video of her in the elevator and she's doing all that weird stuff with her hands and it's so creepy the video and it's yes. so edited and like you know what's really happening there's also the piece of that that like uh, i think people equally don't want to look at which is mental illness and the way it affects us and the way, the behavior that comes from it, that people, that's as scary as a ghost to a lot of people.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: So, and it's, and some people think it's a taboo thing to discuss, or that those people should be, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, those people should be locked away or something, where it's like, you look at that video and you can say, she could absolutely be possessed or seeing a ghost or someone, there's a serial killer that's luring her somewhere, but also she could be having some kind of a break with reality, which is just yes. scary because that means it could happen to us. It, you know, It's like the human brain is mysterious. We don't know how this thing works at all. So the fear is coming from tons of different directions. I don't think it's strictly like the specter in the hallway.
0: Right. Oh God, that is scary. <laughs> right? <laughs> Karen, tell me your ghost story.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. So this happened to me. Um, it was supposed to be my sophomore year in college, but I uh, flunked out. And I lived in Sacramento, California, um, which isn't the greatest city to live in, especially in the summertime where it, it's like consistently 108 degrees every day. Oh, um, God. Yeah. And uh, so let's see, I had gotten kicked out of college. My parents cut me off because they were like, yeah, it doesn't work this way. Now you're on your own. And I had just um, rented a house with my three other friends. Um, And it was this uh, old house. I would guess that it was built probably around the 30s. And it was in Sacramento. Oh, wait, I actually looked up. It was on Folsom and 43rd Street, I believe. 34th 43rd. You know what I'm talking about?
0: No, but that's good um, information because I was actually just corresponding with, we have a listener that works in historical preservation and she might be able to like, if you don't know what happened there or whatever, we could maybe figure it out.
1: Oh my God, but. that'd be incredible because I've tried to look it up. Um, I tried to look up like crimes around that time with the address or like cri- just crimes with the address and it's, I am i don't know how to do it. So I, it, I stopped almost immediately, but that would be, Well, okay, I'll tell you the story I mentioned on
0: Google Maps, we could literally Like, if you don't know the address, we could, like, go find it Probably You
1: you can, because So I think it's um, Folsom and 34th I believe is right And there's, from Folsom I don't know which direction North, south, east, or west but, But you go off Folsom And there was a commercial building When I lived there, it was a bakery Then there was an alley And then there was our house And our house Um, So our house was pretty close to Folsom, and it had a a detached garage, if that helps anybody. Okay. Um, But it was basically the first house on the block, and there was a um, convenience store across the street.
0: All right. I think we could work with those clues. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Samantha is the name of our historical preservationist. uh,
1: Oh, Samantha. Listener. If you find out a crime happened in this house, the satisfaction. Also, my friend Patty Riley was one of my roommates, who is still my friend to this day. And she, when I told this story the first time on a podcast called The Crab Feast with Ryan Sickler and um, Jay Larson, they then had me text my friend, ask her follow up questions, which was hilarious. And I had she and I hadn't really talked about it in a long time, so I was getting a bunch of like confirmation from her. Uh, which was
0: great. So anyway. Oh, Wait, that just reminded me. Um because um, I was just watching this movie. Um, have you ever seen this movie that Jay Larson is in called The Invitation? <laughs>
1: no, I don't think so.
0: It is so good, Karen. It's like culty, um like a, it's like a horror movie. Uh, but he's like he's in it. <laughs> the invitation. Wait, that's yeah. okay. I'm writing it down. Wait, we're talking about like the comedian Jay Larson, right? Yeah. Like Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in it. Okay, oh. sorry. Sorry. Um.
1: <laughs> I just wrote that. Listen, any any uh, watching recommendation I'm taking all these days, obviously, as we all are.
0: Right. No, I highly recommend it.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, okay, so... So it's me and Patty Riley and, um, and then our two other roommates and the it's a, let's see, it was a one, two, well, it was technically a three bedroom house, originally a two bedroom house and they had converted the attic room to a bedroom. But the only problem with that is the attic in the summertime, there was no central air, of course. So there was a swamp cooler in the dining room. So, um, Patty's room was this converted attic room, but in the summertime, it was literally like 250 degrees in her room. (laughs) Oh, God. She had to sleep downstairs on the couch Um, or in the papasan chair, which was very popular at the time because this was like 1990 or 1989. So... Papasan chairs were all the rage. I don't know if you remember them.
0: I don't I don't know what that is. I'm going to Google it right now. What's a Papasan chair?
1: They're big circular chairs with a cushion and they they sell them at like Pier 1 Imports.
0: Oh, yeah. My parents had one of those.
1: Yeah. So those were, they had just, they were like all the rage. So that was one. Of, so she used to sleep in that, like a cat. Anyway. So my bedroom door opened onto the front room. So it was like, there was, when you walked in the front door of this house, there was a front room. My bedroom was off to the right. Um, And then if, and then after the front room, there was like a dining room and then there was the kitchen. So it all went like train car style. And then um, in the dining room, if you turned right, there was a very short hallway Um, And the stairs up to the attic room were on the left. Then there was a bedroom door past that down the hallway a little further, which was Christy's room. And then at the end of the hallway was a door and you opened it up. And that was the bathroom that opened... I swear, all this will become relevant and slightly interesting, but later.
0: But no, you're you're painting a great picture. I'm. I, I think I have a good idea what you're talking about.
1: Okay, good. So it's like you, if you, ha- if someone said, "Can I use your restroom?" You could either walk through my room and because uh, there was a door that opened onto this bathroom from my room, or you could go down this hallway, which was like back behind, walk down that hall and get to the same bathroom that way obviously so two doors opening either side and
0: mm, so you got to lock both doors when yeah, you go yes in there.
1: Did. You had to really cover your ass in this place <laughs> so the the hallway carpeting the hallway was carpeted um from what i remember i believe it was carpeted then the bathroom was linoleum and then my bedroom was also carpeted um okay so this uh basically we would invite our friends over to stay with us or to hang out or whatever and if people spent the night and slept out in that front room which was what most people did oftentimes the next morning they would complain why did you do the dishes last night when i was sleeping mm-hmm. and yeah and no one in this household did the dishes ever and it was only <laughs> a, it was like a passive aggressive contest constantly of who was going to do the dishes and usually it was Christy because she was like a good person and the rest of us were slobs and like, I don't care. <laughs> you do. Them. Like it was, there's a lot of that kind of college energy <laughs> around everything. Yeah. We, I never knew what anyone was talking about because they'd be like, why were, God, it was, you know, I'm trying to sleep and like the dishes are clanking and we're like, oh, sorry. Like we all are, are all thinking because there's four of us living there that the other ones are the ones that did it. Um,
0: but so, you would wake up and the dishes would be done or someone would just like kind of hear the clanking hear the clanking Okay,
1: so they would be sleeping on the couch or in the papasan chair and like trying to sleep in the middle of the night And then it sounded like someone was in there fully banging dishes around
0: So they're like you wash the dishes that you dirtied them again and left them there because they're not clean
1: <laughs> No, no, no. No dishes ever got cleaned either direction. They would hear it and yeah, complained.
0: but then, but they weren't actually, yeah.
1: No, 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 yeah, but no, the dishes have never been touched.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: Okay. So, but that was the kind of thing where people would say that to us repeatedly, and none of us ever went, Hey, are you doing the dishes? Because I sure know I'm not doing the dishes. This is a fight we're constantly in. Why are people complaining that they're listening to us doing the dishes in the middle of the night? That never happened because we were constantly drunk. Like all I wanted to do was be drunk all the time. And it was, that was my goal and I was really good at it and I did it constantly. So I, there was like a lot of things that would happen like that. And I just didn't question anything really. Um, And I was also very self-involved. So it was like people being like, Hey, could you not do the dishes tonight type of thing? I'd be like, sure, sure. No problem.
0: Yeah. You you (laughs) got it.
1: Yeah. So uh, these little things like that were, would kind of, happen and we just kind of weren't checking them at all also patty aside from being very hot in her room she'd always be like i don't know uh like i'm kind of uncomfortable then she found a little door in her closet um and opened it like she didn't know it was there and it was seemed kind of hidden and then when she opened it it was just like this long black tunnel and we didn't know where it went and no one had the guts to look inside or take a flashlight to it or anything
0: could so like she, a person fit into it
1: from what I remember, yes. But but really, when you open the door, it was blackness. So we, I don't know if it was open. It could, it could have been like a part of an attic that we just didn't know about. Like, we don't know what it was because we never looked inside. Spooky. Spooky and irresponsible. Like, why not just get a flashlight and see what's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but instead, we were all just like, it was just a... Kind of a master class of avoidance in all ways, whether it was personal finances, schoolwork, being a good person, or tracking down the uh, supernatural events in the household. So.
0: <laughs> I can relate so much to like when I was that age. I was the exact same. Right. I was it's, just like, I don't want to deal with that. I just don't want to.
1: It's kind of how I like dealt with parking tickets, where I'd just like take them off the windshield of my car and throw them over my shoulder.
0: Yep. It's
1: just that that approach to life, which I do not recommend to anyone.
0: Yeah, I would just deal with it when I had to. I think for me it was just like I had to do like so much homework for like 12 years. Like I'm just like, uh
1: Yes. Yeah, it was like I got the independence of going off to college, and it was so liberating and freeing to not be bossed around or told Mm -hmm. be here, do this or whatever, that I was like. I'm doing whatever I want all the time. And that got me flunked out of college. <laughs> so,
0: Same.
1: <laughs> right? So, so also,
0: Look at us now.
1: <laughs> we really made it. We're podcasting. So, <laughs> so uh, uh, that's also just kind of mindset-wise. If anyone believes in the part of ghosts where they could be attracted to, uh, you know, low sp- low energy or bad energy of you, that you're bringing to the table or chaos energy or, you know, what, whatever was happening, the household wasn't the healthiest. We'll just put mm-hmm. it that way. Um, okay. So um basically everybody leaves. I'm trying to remember. I just don't want to forget anything. Everybody. Oh, no. Okay. So this is the first thing that happens. So Patty has to sleep in the papasan chair because it's a summer night. And she, she's out there. I didn't know she'd gone out there. So I'm in my room and I have this dream. And the dream is that I'm in my room and I hear someone at the front door. So I go out to answer the door. And um, it was like old, one of those like old fashioned doors that has a window at the top third. So you can look out the curtains and see, you can see directly who the pers- people are that are standing on your front porch and mm-hmm. they see you. So I in the dream, I walk out of my room, I walk to the front door and I hear her talking on the front steps. I um, open the curtain to look and see who it is, and it's a mother and daughter, and they're dressed kind of 40s, maybe early '50s. The daughter is little, like eight, maybe or nine. She has braids, and the mother is saying to the daughter, "We're just going to wait here and see if he goes away." So OK. That's all that happens in the dream. But that's when I wake up. I hear the mother say that I wake up with a start. My heart is racing like it was the scariest dream I've ever had. I was in a full panic. It was like like as if that was a very scary thing to witness, even though it was very run-of-the-mill. And I was like, I didn't know what was going on. It was really scary. So I get up out, out of my bed and I go and open the door to my room that opens onto the front room. And by opening my door, I wake Patty up because she's sleeping in the Papa's chair and the sound of the door opening wakes her up and she wakes up like, Oh my God, like that. And so I'm staring at her and she goes, Oh my God, I just have the scariest dream. And I go, was there a mother and a daughter standing on our front? And like halfway through the sentence, she goes, Oh my God, why are you saying that? And she starts <sighs> screaming and crying and she had the same dream I had
0: weird. Uh-huh. So, okay. Now I've heard, like, I've heard of this a few times on this show, um, the scared dream phenomena, um, which I think, uh, you, is this the one you said you're still friends with? Yes. Yeah. I, I think that it's like, um, from what I've read about it, I mean, everything is just sort of, um, like evidence or, but I think it's like, uh a deep connection between two people like i think it happens to people that are like uh almost like past life or like people that are like meant to be in your life like i don't know i get really like spiritual like that when it comes to when i hear these shared dream things but anyway sorry i think That's it just my no i think cents. you're
1: really i think you're right patty and i cuz we were friends from high school And I uh, loved her and adored her. And she was like, hey, I'm going to go to Sac State. Please come with me and be my college roommate. (laughs) That's how I decided what college to go to. was like my friend was like, hey, let's do this. It'll be fun. So um, we were super connected and we were super a team, kind of like that feeling. But then in this household, that started changing, And there was like a break, there was a break starting because I had made these other friends. When I dropped out, I started going to the JC and going to the theater department at this JC and made all these other friends. And then she was still at Sac State and she had her friends and we were kind of splitting in this way. So there was, Mm. that also added to that kind of chaos feeling. So Okay. so basically that happens. And then once again, we just kind of, okay, that's that. Like, we don't go over it a bunch of times. We don't discuss it. We don't tell a ton of people. It was just like a very weird, creepy thing that happened. And then we just were like going about our business. So that weekend, like, let's say that happened on a Thursday. That Friday, everyone else in the house leaves and goes home for the weekend. So I'm there by myself. And uh, because my parents didn't. Well, I wasn't their favorite person in the world. So, like, everybody else... It was probably, a, like, some, some lower-level holiday or whatever. And uh, I was just like, yeah, I'm probably just going to hang out here. I will also, like, self-report that I was reading Silence of the Lambs. Uh, at the <laughs> so, uh, spent all day... I basically kind of binged that book, like, spent all day reading it, and then went to bed that night alone in this empty house. Okay. Uh, and I was... 18 or 19. So none of this is a good idea. So anyway, that night, um, in the middle of the night, I wake up cause I can hear walking in the dining room. Uh. And so I hear the walking and then I'm like, in my head, I'm like, okay, no, 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 that's a dream. Um, you didn't really hear that. And then I hear it more. So as I'm trying to kind of comfort myself with being like, oh, that was you woke up because it's a dream. There's no one in the house, and then the the walking continues, um, and I hear, oh no, you know what? That back hallway was not carpeted because I could hear it was footsteps on wood. That was I could hear the footsteps going from the dining room down the back hallway, and I'm thinking in my head, this isn't really happening. I'm probably still dreaming. Like you know, I'm trying to rationalize it as I lay there, and I'm laying. Um, just for my my bed was on this shared the same wall as the uh, door to the bathroom and my, and it was kind of like in the corner. Um, so I was laying in bed facing the wall with my back to the rest of the room. Uh, also don't recommend that. To end yeah. Up. So, so I'm basically kind of like laying there, thinking, you know, like in the like in a sleeping position, staring at the wall, going, "No, no, this isn't really happening." And then step, 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 and then going, "No, there can't be anyone in this house. Like this can't be the way I die." Is someone broke into this house? I can't believe it. Then I hear the other bathroom door open, uh, and then I hear step, step, step across the linoleum. Then I hear my bedroom door open that opens onto the bathroom. Mm. I hear two steps on the carpeting and I'm fully awake. A lot of people have said, this is a, you, you are in sleep paralysis. This happened, blah, blah, blah. But I've had sleep paralysis and it's a very foggy sensation and a very like you're disconnected from your body sensation. So Uh it's very dreamlike to have sleep paralysis I was not, this was not dreamlike in any way. This was crystal, like panic crystal clarity because I was like, oh my God, I'm about to get murdered. I can't believe it. I was literally thinking, I can't believe this is the way I go. This really sucks. I'm very young. Like I was having all those thoughts, but it was also just this kind of like, I, I couldn't move. Like, I, but I, it's not that I couldn't move. Like, I can't control my, my limbs. I could feel every part of my body. I was frozen in terror. Like, I yeah. like, oh my god! Like, bracing for an attack. And so I hear three steps on the carpet. I feel the bed tip backward. <sighs> like this, somebody sat next to me on the on the bed. And oh then my God. I feel an arm go around the bottom of me, an arm come around the top, and, like, these big arms start squeezing me, squeezing my torso, squeezing, 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 until all the air is, like, <gasps> I can't breathe. <gasps> and then, boom, it's over.
0: And oh, my God.
1: It was, like, and it was, like, the the it all just was gone. So, like, no one was, it was, like, Squeezing's gone. I can breathe. Um, bed isn't tipped. You know what I mean? Like, it's like ding. And it Were was. Were you
0: instantly like, so that was a ghost?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was actually so panicked that it took me, I had to sit there and like tell myself to inhale and exhale for a little bit. And then I had to get up and get the phone, which was one of the scariest things I've ever done, to call my sister to come and pick me up. Because she also lived in Sacramento, thank fucking God. So I was, didn't have to stay alone in that house that night. But it was, it was the middle of the night. It was like 3.30 in the morning.
0: Well, of course.
1: Right. <laughs> the witching hour.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. That is so scary. Yeah. So so then uh, d- how much longer did you live in that house?
1: Oh, like, a, like a, another year or like nine months, I think.
0: And did stuff happen?
1: Yeah, One time, uh, my friend, the, one, the other girl that lived there, and I both got migraines to the point where we had to lay down and couldn't move. And every sound and light and everything was like, was we were just like quietly crying in our beds. Like if a car went by, it was like being stabbed in the ear. Mm-hmm. And neither of us had ever had a migraine before. And neither of us ever had one after that. And it was, like, this shared, uh, ex- like, thing that I think was somehow connected to that because it was just, it didn't make
0: sense. And Yeah, and who do we think these, the woman and the daughter were?
1: Well, my personal theory um, is that the man that lived in that house was, that's who I was in the first dream and in Patty's dream, too, walking to the front door and seeing these two people on the front porch And my personal, this is just like made up story, but my theory is the man that lived in that house pretended he was going to help them and then like attacked one or both of them. And so in in the dream, I'm the man walking to the door. And then in the experience, I think I was the little girl because the arms felt so large and very powerful, like they Mm -hmm. were, they were crushing me, um, which was, it was, so it wasn't like a weird hug or something like that. It was like incredibly violent and, and like felt insanely dangerous until it stopped. So it felt like somebody that, you know, someone little, someone crushable.
0: Oh, my God. So, yeah, it was definitely not like a cuddle. Like, it wasn't a, <laughs> yeah. a boyfriend pillow situation or something.
1: <laughs> if only. It's one of my roommates like, I thought you were my boyfriend pillow. Get out of my room.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, because if you're going to put the arm underneath somebody like that, like, if you're cuddling, that you're signing up to have your arm fall asleep. So, it's yeah. like, I would
1: yeah, not. No, for, for a sleeping cuddle, no one goes under the torso no. as, as you're on your side. That's just, you're asking for a dead arm. Yeah. But also, <laughs> that, that reminds me of this detail that just popped in my head, which I can remember hearing the arm smooth across the sheets, that sound <gasps> that like, skin on sheets makes when it's sliding, if that makes uh-huh.
0: sense. Yeah.
1: It was very, very if it was sleep paralysis or another dream that was just intensely realistic, which I absolutely know it wasn't, but I will entertain an idea that it could have been. Uh-huh. I just never had a dream that, that worked like that where, cause I've had the dream where it's like, Oh, I thought I was awake and then I woke up and uh, that was a dream too. Like I've definitely had those, but they still had the dream quality of, of things being lightly surreal. This was, glaringly real like yeah.
0: nothing
1: about it seemed um muted or dreamlike in any way
0: now did your roommates have personal experiences like by themselves like this or or was this something that you brought up or or no was it like the other experience you kind of never brought it back up
1: i didn't tell i think um i can't i probably told patty but i uh like i wasn't it like there it was the kind of household where if i was like you guys uh, i think a ghost came into my room and hugged me everyone would start talking at once about themselves <laughs> you know what i mean like or change the subject or do something or like the fight about the dishes would start again or whatever it wasn't it wasn't a bunch of um great friends sitting around being together all you know what I mean it was like competitive it was friendship but in that kind of too old for high school but still very high school dynamic girl way where it's like you're your frenemies and there's a lot of competition and there's a lot of like now I have the one up so I'm pretty sure if I told anybody it would be Patty but I don't remember if I actually told her about that part or not but I must have I must have but the, I don't think I was, I knew I wasn't going to get a lot of like sympathy or care about it. It was just yeah. my,
0: fault,
1: you know, and everybody, we had just signed this lease. So we had to live there. So it was like, you know, more coming forward with more proof that like this house is not okay. <laughs> wasn't, and, and anybody wanted to hear anything like that.
0: Was that rest of the time you were there just like terrifying?
1: no. No, because I was just checked out. Like I just, it was that, I was very good at compartmentalizing. And the thing that was happening in my life already was so scary, which was I was kicked out of college and my parents cut me off and I literally had zero dollars and zero cents um, and had to figure out how to live basically. So I was already in this constant state of panic, anxiety, and terror about just standard living. So this, it was almost like all this was just like, I, I don't have time for this.
0: Yeah. And I mean, there's many theories that, that, you know, that type of chaos or that kind of, um, fear or whatever fuels this kind of activity.
1: Yeah. I would, I would believe it. Cause I think we were, I mean, yeah, it, it just made it, The way it happened, because also the thing of like the dishes in the middle of the night, it's just like, it feels like that you could fold that. I mean, also I like to tell stories and that's what I do for a living. So it's easy for me to fill in these blanks. Whereas like Mm -hmm. a person's like, yeah, you had a plumbing problem and you had a waking dream. All of this is dismissed. But for me, I can absolutely kind of, it's like, he's told them he told the mother and daughter that they could stay in this room and that they were safe in this house and then in the middle of the night he was doing the dishes and came back and instead of going to his room came into their room and did what he wanted or you know what i mean like i feel like it could get all linked up
0: possibly. right well it could also be you know a ghost that lived there and was kind of passive aggressively like, "Who's going to wash these dishes?" Like, "I'm going to wake you up," you know, like clinkling them around to be like, "Hello." Yeah. I mean, that's just a thought. I don't know.
1: you so offended by how badly we were treating his beautiful home.
0: He's just going to squeeze
1: you
0: <laughs> until You're you do it. You to death. <laughs> well, so when you've had sleep paralysis, I mean, have you had that in like? A paranormal way, like, did you did did it seem to you like a paranormal thing? I mean, I I talk to a lot of people um, about sleep paralysis, and you know, sometimes people see what they believe to be demons, and and uh, they feel like someone's sitting on them. I mean, is that has that been your experience with sleep paralysis?
1: Not really, although I had it once where it felt like there was the the idea was like I was trying to wake up out of a dream because someone was in the room. but it didn't it wasn't um the assumption on my side was not that it was a demon. It was just like a person that I needed to like figure out who was in the room with me. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was that kind of like realizing I'm half asleep and trying to do something to get myself back to consciousness um. But that again, the it was almost like it's the difference between I feel like my sleep paralysis experience felt like I was underwater, um, whereas that ghost hugging experience was just clear as day, like how I feel right this second.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's a good one. Right? Everyone was right. <laughs> so I mean,
1: wouldn't it be fascinating if if who is the researcher Samantha? Samantha. If Samantha could tell us anything about that house because I mean, I just feel like it was just old enough and just kind of just creepy enough that it would make perfect sense. If just something bad happened there.
0: Yeah. I want to know. I know I do too. Okay. I'll let you know if we find anything out. Um, do you want to hear some ghost voices? Please. (laughs) Okay, it is time for EVPs or EV please. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what an EVP is? Sure do. (laughs) Do you watch like ghost hunting shows and stuff? Yes. Well,
1: (laughs) I love those shows because it's like I sit there like keeping a record of like just once can they find Anything. But like, <laughs> it feels to me like the EVPs are the closest. The EVPs and then guys with terrible necklaces getting scared in dark basements. Is like <laughs> the only, that's the only proof they have of anything happening. <laughs>
0: Right? Yeah. I mean, if you wear one of those, ne- if you have like an affliction t-shirt or like. Um, an affliction yes.
1: t-shirt and like a shark necklace. You're done for in that basement.
0: Ghosts don't like those.
1: <laughs> no, you can work out all you want. You can't fight that ghost. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So what I, I like. But do. I like
1: the one, I like that show with the plumbers because they want to disprove, but they also will entertain. They're like, they're so reasonable about it because they're like, look, we're here. If, you, if it's the pipes, we're going to tell you. But if it's not, we absolutely will back you up if, if we yeah. do something else. I love that approach because they seem you know, like they know what they're talking about, that team in particular.
0: Well, so since you already know what an EVP is, it's electronic voice phenomena. So, you know, there's lots of people on YouTube that, you know, post their EVPs and I like to just go to them and um, I like to have my guests guess what either they believe the ghost is saying or what you hear, and um, sometimes it's an EVP, sometimes it's an EVP, please. This one, okay, so I found some from Alcatraz. Have you been to Alcatraz? I have, yeah. Cool. Um, (laughs) This is, this was captured by someone on YouTube named Anthony Anderson, and, the actor? Uh,
1: the talented <laughs>
0: actor from Blackish? <laughs> from Blackish? No. I, I, awesome. I don't know. Actually, to be honest, he could be an amateur like, ghost hunter on that. YouTube.
1: I would love that.
0: He's great, but um, I don't think so because we have used this guy's EVPs before. He's got a ton of EVPs and some really good stuff on YouTube. Okay. Um, so tell me what you think this ghost is saying. All right, I'm going to try this on um, my computer. Hopefully, you can hear it okay Wait let me do it again <laughs> Did you hear any words? <laughs> that was it do it again <laughs> it's real quick
1: <laughs> <laughs> And one and one more time for the people in the back
0: yes <laughs> oh wait
1: Well, that time it sounded like he said boom.
0: Boom. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, here's some options.
1: Oh, okay, great.
0: Is it A, ooh, bitch? Like it could <laughs> be like a drag queen ghost. Yes. Um, is it B, bullcrap? Is oh. it C, who cares? <laughs> or D, Judy Dench? Right, I'm going to play it again. <laughs>
1: First of all, I love this was multiple choice and I was,
0: just, I, I did a guess before you gave me the multiple choice. Meal. Well, some, I, like, I like to know what you hear because here's the thing with an EVP, you're just pulling things out of the air. You hear yeah. something and then you just make up what you think it says. Completely.
1: So I think the closest would be bullcrap because I heard like the bull. I, I felt like I heard something
0: along those lines. Yeah. Let's hear it again. Cause that is the answer. Bullcrap. Ooh. I mean, I hear Judy Dench, but that's just me. I hear that always.
1: What if it was Judy Dench herself whispering Judy Dench?
0: <gasps> she's not Yeah, she, she's, she's trying dead. to get trying to get the word out, you know. It's like <laughs> it's like when people like print off headshots or like business cards, like actors that have business cards. <laughs> she's just <laughs> she's trying to get some buzz going. Um, okay here's another one also from Alcatraz also from Anthony Anderson tell me what you think now this one's real creepy what do you think this is saying okay you have to kind of like really like tune into it it's like kind of a whispery voice let's hear it again
1: Mm -hmm. (sighs) maybe one more okay Now, should I wait for the multiple choice or should I tell you what I think?
0: Well, that's, do you have a guess?
1: It sounded to me like something like, wait, will you do it one more time? Yeah. It sounded something like, I love you, I think, or I, something like, I mean, obviously that's not scary. Well, it's scary in a way. If someone said that to you, it'd be horrifying, but.
0: If they said, I love you, I think.
1: I think, I don't know. I changed my mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's something, I it sounds like I love you at the beginning
0: to me. Okay, well, here's one of the, op- one of these options is what he thinks. Is it, A, I want to grab a baby. <laughs> B, I like it when it's flaky. Maybe, <laughs> listen, maybe they like croissants. I don't, I don't know.
1: I, maybe it's uh, a French person that got arrested in San Francisco. Yeah, it could
0: be. You don't know. Um, Is it C, I'm not acting shady? (laughs) Or D, I really miss Old Navy. Um, Okay, let me play it one more time. Any guess?
1: I felt like I heard the flaky one.
0: I like it when it's flaky. Yeah. It's, I want to grab a baby. No. Oh my God. Okay, no. wait, we have to hear that one more time with that knowledge. Oh shit, I really heard it that time. Oh, <laughs> that is terrifying. Why would somebody say that? Also, it's like,
1: good luck in Alcatraz, dumbass. You're not going <laughs> to grab a baby in there. I
0: want you to grab You are me. in the wrong place. You are haunting <laughs> the wrong place.
1: I was just going to say, it feels like when I, on those paranormal shows, uh, when they do those EVP interpretations, I never hear what they, they all seem to know it immediately. Oh yeah. And and I'm always like, huh? Like I have to hear it 20 times and I still kind of don't ever hear it really. It's I know. know, Listen, I spent
0: hours on YouTube trying to find them. And so many times I'm like, that was like somebody's, you know, like, windbreaker <laughs> like, that was not That was a rustle of a starter jacket that was not <laughs> like an actual person whispering something but I mean, um
1: but then what if it is
0: but it could be some some people have those voices that sound like that um yeah. so karen that's about it oh my god i want to do that for like Two more hours. Just CPs. That <laughs> That's hilarious. It's so you fun. are seriously like I can now cross off dream guest. I've oh. been wanting you to do this, and I'm so excited that you did. You're just the best. I love you, Roz. You're the best too. Oh, thank you. And you know, I'm always like something that I love to like brag about because like my favorite murder comes up all the time, and I always like to be like well, I have gotten to see Karen perform like even before that, and <laughs> that's and right. Still, every once in a while, I get to see her doing stand up and and music, and um, and I just think you're the coolest and the funniest.
1: Thank you. Well, I that show you and Sam Pancake used to have at the Improv Lab. You guys were so hilarious, and you. You, I think you are hilarious too. So right back at you. Oh, thank
0: you. Yeah. I, um. So, Karen, where can people listen to you?
1: Well, um, I have a podcast network called the Ex- Exactly Right Network. And uh, so on that, I have My Favorite Murder with Georgia Hartstark is one of my podcasts. And the other is Do You Need a Ride with the great Chris Fairbanks. Um, Love it. And then I'm like on Twitter. Other than that, I just try to lay low, mind my, my own business. Oh, and then Love it. The podcast
0: constantly with all my friends. Love it! <laughs> All right, Karen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Land. Ah, see what I mean? Karen is the coolest. I am so honored that I get to know her. And um, gosh, things have been good. We've had some great interviews lately. And thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, everyone that has given the show five stars on Apple Podcasts. Which, if you haven't done, it really helps out the show. You could do that just by going to Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. And if you have a ghost story, you could leave it there in a review. Or you could join our Facebook group called Ghosted by Roz Dressfiles. Um, well, our Facebook group, and we have a Facebook page. But if you join the group, you could leave a story. You can uh, share any ghosty headlines. Lots of fun conversations in there. Uh, you can find me on Venmo at Queen Roz. You can find me on Instagram, Roz Dressfiles. And uh, I love you guys, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Star Bands a, podca- <clears throat> a
1: podcast network.